0: Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending March 13th, 2020. I'm Sophie Antelgibert and I'm joined today by our quantitative investment strategist, Abe Robeson. Good morning, Abe. Good morning. I am going to not shake your hand, but sort of virtually high five. Um, it's great to see you. Thank you for being here today and helping us sort of digest what has happened in the markets, what is government's response, what might the next steps look like. Does that sound sort of fair yeah. as an outline? All right. So let's talk market volatility. Um, it feels like the This week has gone on forever. Can you give us a snapshot of what what happened?
1: Sure. So we've had a 27% drop in equity markets from peak to the end of Thursday. There's been a bit of a rebound today on some possible fiscal news from the U.S. So Uh,
0: far as we're taping here at sort of 9 o'clock.
1: Yeah, and it could change at any second, right? Credit spreads have widened quite a bit. And so the bull market is officially over with a drop in equities of over 20%. Uh, governments around the world are trying to figure out how to contain COVID-19 as well as support their economies. Uh, and in the beginning of the week, which seems forever ago, uh, OPEC Plus had a big disagreement over how to deal with their shrinking market share. And we saw energy prices plummet.
0: So that sounds like it's sort of the, um, what's happened just now. Where do you think, um, you've sort of mentioned a little bit about recovery and you know, governments trying to act. Where do you see the shape of the recovery maybe being?
1: From here, we see more market volatility. Uh, We do expect to see a V-shaped recovery. Uh, That is, if governments can be quick and timely with a response. There have been a lot of steps towards stimulus. And if these measures work, uh, businesses could stabilize. And there could be a lot of stimulus left in the system. And central banks could leave their interest rates low for quite a long time. And that could allow equity markets to recover quite quickly.
0: So that in an economist speak, if I'm sort of dissecting the words that you just said, I'm hearing a lot of what sounds like this is our central scenario, what might be, what are, what are some of the factors that are going into your expectations there for, for that central
1: scenario? So as individuals, groups, companies and governments uh, try to figure out how to deal uh, with living normally in this crisis, uh, you're starting to see different behaviors. Uh, more telecommuting, uh, smaller group sizes, limited travel. Uh, These are going to cause economic disruption. Uh, You're seeing very sparse uh, local commerce. Uh, You're seeing even tournaments being delayed, and even Disneyland is shutting down for a while. This limited amount of economic activity uh, could have a broader effect and could cause uh, some negative quarters of GDP growth, which would be a, a technical recession. So two negative quarters of GDP and that'll cause some short-term funding issues for small businesses and that means that there will have to be some kind of timely uh, funding for them. And that could come in the form of bridge loans or some other kind of short-term financing.
0: So you've mentioned um, governments a few times and what governments are, are, are planning to do and trying to do and have already begun to do. Could you give us a, a summary of what you have observed so far and what some of the governments have, have announced that they are planning to do or considering doing?
1: So in the U.S. the Fed Fed has already done a 50 basis point emergency rate cut. They injected 1.5 trillion of liquidity to combat some short term funding problems. Uh, And we expect to see the rate to go to near zero uh, very soon. Uh, The White House had a stimulus package uh, presented on Thursday and it was disappointing. Uh, There wasn't much detail and included travel restrictions that would probably hinder an already lagging sector. Uh, However, this morning we saw Treasury Secretary Mnuchin uh, say that he was getting very close to getting a stimulus package done with uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi, and that could turn out to be quite positive. Uh, The Bank of England has proposed 30 billion of stimulus, a large chunk of that is to fight the virus directly, and the rest is for other short-term programs. Uh, They want it to be targeted, timely, and temporary. Okay, three Ts, good. Uh, the ECB has talked about some stimulus for small businesses and medium sized businesses, but no real rate cuts uh, as of now.
0: So that's really helpful context for this, you know, sort of this week in particular. What about, his, are there any historical parallels, right? It's always helpful to see, I mean, history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes, you know, that <laughs> saying. Um, are there any rhyming situations in the past that we can look to as guidance for? you know the larger context and where we might be headed
1: so in 2008 uh it's actually quite different banks are much more capitalized than they were it's unlikely that they'll suffer from the same solvency issues that they did then uh, that depends on what happens with these small and medium-sized businesses uh, uh, but if this stimulus does work then that should actually stabilize uh, businesses Profitability is another issue. Uh, it depends on on the small and medium-sized businesses and how they fare. Uh, the firepower is very limited from the central banks this time. There isn't a lot of dry powder like there was back in 2008. The European Central Bank and the BOJ are basically... The Bank of at, Japan. Yeah, the Bank of Japan are already at zero uh, interest rates. Uh, the Bank of England and the U.S. are going to be there very soon. Uh, so there isn't much dry powder, so any kind of major credit event could actually be uh, cause for a, a bear market. So that's a watch point.
0: Thank you. Those are really helpful, sort of contextualizing uh, comments there. If I put my investor hat on and I'm thinking, all right, so what do I do with this now? What, what should I be considering? What should I be focusing on? What is just noise right now? Um, what do I do next or not do next? What are your thoughts there, Abe?
1: Uh, There are a lot of downside risks. Valuation has become more attractive. Sentiment is still a watch point for us, but governments are taking this very seriously. Uh, It's important to take a long-term view during volatile periods and to not make any rash decisions.
0: Well, thank you for reminding us not to let our emotions drive our portfolio decisions. Sometimes that's easier said than done, but it's really helpful to have the reminder. Thank you, Abe. Thank you for your insights and for sharing your perspective on, on the markets and what we should or should not maybe be considering at this point in time. Thank you for watching and we'll see you again soon.